Good morning. Welcome on this Tuesday morning to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. We left off yesterday talking about Samuel and Hannah and how he had uh, grown up and the Lord did not allow any of his words to fall to the ground. Today we're going to look at Daniel and some of the things that the book of Revelation, what it has to say about our words, our mouth, our lips, our tongue, and the power that has been vested in that area. When we go to the book of Genesis, in Genesis, it's the book of beginnings. In Genesis, you find the first mention of a certain thing that lays out a pattern that will be established for the rest of the scripture throughout both and the Old and New Testament. That pattern is called the, the law of first mention. And once it's mentioned there, you basically find that that pattern reemerges itself over and over throughout the scripture. So when the serpent spoke unto Eve in the garden, we're talking about a literal serpent, but under the complete influence of Satan called the serpent or the subtle serpent. So it was not the devil in physical form appearing unto Eve, but it was actually a serpent that he was using. He used the mouth of the serpent to speak through, just like God used the mouth of that donkey to speak to the prophet and uh, or the seer, depending on what, what word we want to use there. And when we consider that God can use an animal to talk through should not be surprising to us. Why should it be surprising if the devil tries to imitate or do something like that also? Well, anyway, if we continue in the scripture, uh, we had <clears throat> we had read as we had left off yesterday in Daniel chapter 10, verse 12, Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day, that means from the first day he started praying, from the first day he opened his mouth, from the first day his heart was in agreement in faith with his prayers. From the very first day that the, he started praying. The scripture says that thou didst set thine heart to understand. And to chasten thyself before thy God. Thy words were heard. Heard. That means that they were heard. There was a hearing of those words in heaven. And I am come for thy words. I am, I am come because of whatever prayers you prayed. I am come because of the types of words you spoke. I am come here for the reason of the thing that you were petitioning God. And those words got our attention. Those words moved heaven. Those words caused us to come back all the way here to earth. And bring you a response. So once again, as I've mentioned before, prayer is of the utmost importance in the life of a believer. But so is his entire life of speaking. Not just prayers. Remember, life and death are in the power of the tongue. With our lips, we can be foolish and bring destruction. Or we can be wise and bring comfort and blessing to lives. It does make a difference. Now, when we go to the book of Revelation in chapter 
1 in verse 16, there is a pattern that is set by the scripture in the book of Revelation for the use of the word sword. And usually sword here is going to be in relationship to the mouth, that which is spoken out. Uh, If we were to go to the book of Ephesians, we would find in the book of Ephesians, in chapter number 6 of the book of Ephesians, in verse number, I believe it's number 14 or 15, let's see. It says, In uh, verse number 16, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit of God is called the rhema of God. Not the logos, but the rhema. You know, you can try to take your Bible and whack the devil with it. It's not going to do a whole lot of good. But it's when that rhema is spoken out of our mouth. It is like a sword that pierces. It pierces the very realm of the spirit. Causing things to happen. So as we continue to read in the book of Revelation. In chapter 1 verse 16. The scripture said. And he had in his right hand seven stars. And I'm not going to go into the prophetic, but I I want to put the emphasis on the word sword and mouth. And out of his mouth went a two-edged sword. So you know that this is talking figuratively, even though literally this is what he probably saw. But what it really means to us is out of his mouth went the word of God. Out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. Now we find in the book of Hebrews that that sword is identified for us very clearly so that we cannot confuse it with anything else. In the book of Hebrews in chapter 4 in verse number 12, it says, For the word of God is quick. That means it's alive. It's powerful. It's mighty. It's operative. It's active. It's effectual. And it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit. There is no human sword or human scalpel sharp enough that can separate the soul and the spirit. Yet the word of God, the rhema of God, it can. It can divide and separate and make a division. It can distinguish between what is joint and what is marrow. And it's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So let's lay that let's lay that down in our heart that the sword, when it's speaking about the sword, it's speaking about the words that are coming out of our mouth. In this case, the word of God is the sword of the spirit. Well, a sword proceeds, a two-edged sword proceeds out of the mouth of Jesus. And his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. It says in Revelation 2.16, should make it easy to remember, 1.16, 2.16. It says, repent or else I will come unto thee 
quickly, and I will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. See, it's not a literal sword that he's using, but it is the word that is the sword. It works like a two-edged sword. It has the impact and capability of separating, dividing, discerning, and also destroying. If we look at Revelation chapter nineteen, uh, chapter 9, verse 19, now let's look at it on the other side, the enemy using it. And of course, this may be talking about weaponry, and as I said, we're not going to get into... Uh, uh, prophecy uh, at this time, but we're looking at the word and identifying the sword and the mouth as the words that proceed. In this case, it talks about an army of 200 million that are going to be released during that time. And if we read in, if, if we actually were to take that entire section of Revelation chapter 9 and we were to read it, uh, just from maybe, let's say, verse number, uh, we're going to go maybe verse number 7 onward. Uh, well, it's, it's actually so much to read. Well, let, let's just go ahead and we're going to start. And there came out in, ch- in chapter 9, verse 3, And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the face of the earth, and unto them was given power, which is the word authority, uh, as the scorpions of the earth have power. And this is once again authority. And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth, but only, or neither the trees or anything green, but only those which have not the seal of God upon their foreheads. And to them was given that they should not kill them, but that they should be tormented five months, and their torment was as a torment of a scorpion when it striketh a man. So we're talking about the poison and the sting and the inflammation and all the agony that it causes. And then it says, And in those days men shall seek death and they shall not find it. They shall desire to die and death shall flee from them. Verse number 7 of chapter 9 of the book of Revelation. And their shape and the shape of the locust were like unto horses. So remember, Uh, It's talking about an army of horses here. Uh, Many have identified it also as an army of 200 million demons. But let's just read it as it is. Prepared unto battle, and on their heads were as it were crowns like gold, and their faces were as the faces of men. And they had hair as the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lion. And they had breastplates as it were, breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots and many horses running uh, to battle. Many have identified this as possibly even helicopters. And they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were, st- and there were stings in their tails. And their power was to hurt men for five months. The word power there, once again, is the word authority. Verse 11, And they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the Hebrew is Abaddon, but in the Greek tongue uh, has his name Apollyon. And one woe is past, and behold, there comes two more woes uh, more af- hereafter. And the six angels sounded... 
And I heard at I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, <clears throat> saying, The sixth angel, which has the trumpet, loosed the four angels, which are bound in the great river Euphrates. Now these have been bound probably since the time of the Grecian Empire, Babylonian Empire, the Roman Empire. They've been bound. And the four angels were loosed, which were prepared for an hour, for a day, for a month, for a year, for to slay one-third of the part of man. So in one year, one-third, whatever number of billions of people will die during this time. And the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000. Now some have identified the, these as, as a, a, a coalition army uh, that is going to arise in the last days in the Middle East that is going to come uh, and fight. Uh, others have identified it as uh, an army of China of 200 million men. Others have identified it as certain other things. But like I said, we want to identify the mouth, that which is coming out of the mouth. In verse number 17, And thus I saw the horses in the vision, and them that sat upon them having breastplates of fire, and of Jethith, and of brimstone, and the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions, and out of their mouth issued fire, and smoke, and brimstone. So most likely, uh, we're talking about some type of weaponry, but once again, there's those that identify these as demon powers, and it is out of the mouth that this thing is flowing. And it says in verse number 18, By these three was one third part of man killed by the fire, another part by the smoke, and another part by the brimstone. So if these are weapons, this is a type of uh, destruction that is issuing out of their mouth. Out of the mouth of a cannon, out of the mouth of a bazooka, out of uh, the mouth of a launching pad of some missile, uh, whatever. But then it says in verse 19, and this is an interesting uh, concept here. For their power is in their mouth and in their tails. And their tails were like unto serpents and their heads with them they do hurt. Now, you have to remember, like unto serpents. How are serpents? You have those that constrict and suffocate and crush you. You have those that bite and poison you. So you have to consider that they slither. Sometimes the head and the tail almost look alike to confuse the, the, the prey that they're after. But anyway, since we're running out of time, we will be looking at this and verse number 20 uh, tomorrow. So join us as we consider the thought of the power that they had, the authority, was all in their mouth. And we'll see how this ties in with the Antichrist, with the beasts, and even the prophets, the two prophets uh, during the end time, where all the battle is what's coming out of their mouth. Yes, weapons are used, but it's what's the authority that is in their mouth. Well, until then, continue to look up. Our redemption is closer today than it was yesterday. Jesus is coming. And until then, keep looking up. In Jesus' name be blessed. Amen.